Hi, it's Andy, and welcome to the Hills Church Podcast. Our hope is that this will help your life and inspire your faith. Thanks again for checking us out. Everybody well? Uh, yes. Hey, I, um, I just want to say this. that I, I just looked around during worship, and just even for a second, I mean, we're in summer, and all I'm hearing is no one's in church. Yeah? Isn't it great to see so many people in church this morning? Yeah? Let's give everybody a wee cheer. Uh, good to be out. Um, it's good to be in the house of the Lord. That sounds really old school, I know, but it just is. Yes? Even you've had a crazy week, maybe even on the way home from your holidays, and the wheel falls off the trailer that you bought randomly in Scotland, and then the Jeep packs in. Maybe you've had water running down through your garden in the last week, because one week in Northern Ireland we get warned not to leave our houses because we're going to get sunstroke. The next week we get warned not to leave our houses because we're going to flood. I mean, uh, welcome to Northern Ireland, uh, sir, or Ireland, or Europe, or I don't know. Hashtag moving on. But um, good to have you in church this morning. Uh, are you all good? Happy days. Hey, we are speaking this morning about one of our church values. It is joy. Somebody say joy. The title of today's message is joy. You're all such good participants. The definition of this word joy is this from the dictionary. The emotion evoked by well-being, success, or good fortune, or by the prospect of possessing what one desires. But what does the Bible say about joy? I'm so glad that you asked. And over these next few moments, I hope to unpack what the Bible says about joy. And I believe it's going to stir joy and motivate joy in all of our lives. Are you good with that? So I want to ask you this morning, how joyful are you on a scale of one to 10 right now, today? Some people are thinking. Tough question. <laughs> Such a theologically challenging church. Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10 says this. The words will be on the screen, I believe, behind me as well. Then he said to them, go your way. Eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portions of those for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy to our Lord. Do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Can someone say, for the joy of the Lord is your strength? Amazing participation this morning at the Hills Church. But the story behind this verse is so important. The children of Judah have been exiled to Babylon due to their idolatry. Here they lived among the heathen with no land to call their home. When the years of their punishment are finished, God stirs in their hearts of his faithful servants to stand, start a movement to return home to the land their forefathers had been taken from. They endure multiple trials, but they strive to re rebuild what was destroyed. They ask Ezra, the prophet, to read to them the law. He stands on a wooden platform, Ezra does, with hundreds of Jews gathered around him and begins to read the words written centuries before. With thirsty souls, the people listen and suddenly the greatness of their sin and disobedience falls upon them and their hearts begin to mourn. The people cry out in repentance and they, they realize that their joy is not from circumstances, but it's from the presence of God. The joy of the Lord is, from not, is not from what's going on around us. It's from what's going on within us. 
The joy of God, joyful godness, godness holiness, the joy of the Lord is from what's inside of us, not what's going on around us. Yes? Good, you know. A whole multitude of people whose desires is returned to the Lord, raise up their voices as one, and they repent. After this, Ezra and Nehemiah declare the day holy and tell the people to rejoice and be glad. They tell them to feast and be happy. Why? I'm so glad you asked that question. Because God had heard them. There's a difference though. Joy, we have this joy and we tend to think joy and happiness is connected. And I believe they are. But what is the difference? Happiness is an emotion. Emotions are our natural reaction to situations around us. Yeah? Joy is not dependent on our circumstances the joy that we get from God is not dependent on our circumstances. Joy is the ability to be content, believing that God is working all things for our good. There is a difference between joy and happiness. And while we all love the high we get from happiness, because I do too, true joy, true joy is steady and dependable. It is, it is like maturity from experience with a little heartache fixed along the side. True joy comes from God. It comes from knowing God. And right now, I'm just going to give us a few Bible verses, a few points about joy, and then I'm going to go into the end of gamble mode. Are we all good? Here we go. John 16, verse 22 says this. Therefore, you now have sorrow, but I will see you again, and your heart will rejoice. And your joy no one will take away. We have joy because our Lord cannot be taken away. True joy cannot be stolen from us. Jesus is talking right here to his disciples in this text in John 16 verse 22. He knows that his disciples are about to face a challenge in time, a time of mourning. So he's setting them up and he goes, hey guys, this is the thing. This joy cannot be taken away from you. Your joy cannot be taken away from you. Is that good this morning? Point number one. You have joy because God cannot be taken away. We have joy of the Lord because he is with us. Deuteronomy chapter 33, chapter 31, sorry, verse 6 says this. Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, he is the one who goes with you. He will not leave nor forsake you. We can embrace joy because our source is always with us. During our confusion, pain, anxiety, and grief, we can rest assured that we are not alone. Our source of peace is with us. This brings us joy. Salvation brings us the joy of the Lord. If I were to come up with the definition of joy in the Bible, salvation would have to be the root our joy was destroyed when sin entered the world. Only through salvation in Jesus Christ do we have that joy restored. Habakkuk 3 verse 17 to 18 says this, Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, though the labor of the olive may fail, and the fields yield no food, though the flock may not be cut off from the fold, and there be no herds in the stalls, I will rejoice, rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Joy of the Lord brings us hope. If you're feeling hopeless, lean into Christ. He will meet you when you ask him. 
Romans chapter 15, verse 13 says this. Now may the God of hope fill you with the joy and peace and believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. The joy of the Lord brings us hope. The joy of the Lord brings us peace. There is a lot to feel anxious about, isn't there? I have not hidden my anxiety struggles, but the Bible tells us that joy brings us peace. Psalm 94 verse 19, in the midst of my my anxieties within me, your comforts delight my soul. So technically, Psalm 94 verse 19 does not use the word joy, but I think the light in my soul is close enough. Joy is, comes because God hears you. Jeremiah 29 verse 12 to 13. And these are some verses that I would encourage you to take down. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you and you will seek me and you will find me when you search for me with all of your heart. God hears you. You get joy because you know that God always hears you. The definition of the word joy that we just talked about a moment ago in the dictionary says this, the emotion evoked by well-being, success, or good fortune, or by the prospect of possessing what one desires. Joy is nothing to do with our circumstances, is to do with the grace of God. You see, we just talked there now, and we went over a few things, and I would encourage you even to write this down, uh, even listen to this message again, but we just did some things. We have joy because our Lord cannot be taken away. We have joy of the Lord because He is with us. We have salvation brings us joy. Joy in the Lord brings us hope. Joy in the Lord brings us peace. The joy of the Lord is a good thing. But I'm not entirely sure what type of person you are. I don't know your story, and quite frankly, this room is almost too dark for me even to see you this morning. But the the truth is, joy often is is, is circumstantial. It's when the when the thing happens. It's 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 when the breakthrough comes. It's it's when the healing is restored. It's it's the one thing I know this about life: seasons come and seasons go. Yes. Seasons come and seasons go. But the joy of the Lord is my strength, the Bible says. Let's go back to our original passage, Joel. If you can flick back to the text that we read from Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 10. Then he said to them, go your way. And the verse goes on. Do not sorrow for the what? For the, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Jeremiah 8, verse 10. But why is it saying strength? I read this text and I asked myself that question. We've got some more things we've got to be encouraged about this morning. But we look at, why is he telling us we need strength? Here's the thing. We only need strength when we're under pressure. When do you need strength? Yeah? When do you need strength? You need strength when there's a weight in your back. You need to be strong. Yeah? You need to be strength in challenging times. You need strength. So why are we saying here that the joy of the Lord is our strength? Here's why. Because we have a strength in hard times. See, I just said seasons are inevitable. Seasons come and seasons go. Would you agree? I get it. In Northern Ireland, we don't have seasons. We have one season. It always rains biggest question of any man. How many men brought a jacket today? I mean, how free was that? We don't have to decide. Just go, not doing a jacket. It's probably going to rain. Moving on. Seasons come and seasons go. 
But the joy of the Lord never changes. And listen, if you're going through a season right now of autumn, would you be encouraged and get joy in it? Because without that autumn, you're not going to get the next season. Winter's not going to come. If you're in winter right now and things are dark and it ain't good, listen to I tell you, spring is on its way. It's coming because the one thing I know about seasons is seasons do come, but this is what I also know, seasons do go. Seasons come, but seasons go. And the thing about this is the joy of the Lord is our strength. And I'm not entirely sure where you're at this morning with your walk with God. Are you even on a walk with God? Because salvation brings you joy. If you do not know God as your personal Lord and Savior, hey, I'm a good Catholic, Andy. Hey, I'm a good Protestant. I'm a good whatever religion you may follow. If you do not know God, I can tell you this much now. If you come to know God, he will give you joy in every season. God brings you joy in every single season of your life. And if I, as a pastor, Andy Gamble, that just keeps looking at that fly that's randomly flying around our stage, anyone else see that? I'm like, what, what is that? Is that a bat or a bird? That's a fly. Go get Ralph. He'll kill it. Um, uh, the joy of the Lord is my strength. I have a strength that surpasses understanding. Even though I go through the darkest valley, he is with me because he is my strength. He is my provider. He is my source. He is the person I go to in times of need. He is the, time I, the person I go to in times of panic. On the way to church this morning, I am journeying this whole anxiety thing. Uh, this week, I thought I had it nailed. On the way down the road this morning, I'm hanging my head out the road. I had to hide up in the office this morning for an hour to settle myself. But guess what I did first this morning? I went to the Lord. Hey, I took a little bit of medication, but also medication is still a good thing, and I'm not for walking away from that. But the Lord is the source of my joy. He is my provider. He is my God. He knows me. He knows everything about me. He knows every hair in my head, and they're getting lesser by the day. Start to notice a wee bald patch at the back. You know when them boys take photographs of behind you, and you go, oh, I didn't realize look at the guy from the back. That's where I'm at right now. He knows everything about me. He knows, my, he knows everything about you. Uh, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And when it's strength, why does it say strength? Because we need to be strong in times of challenging times. True? If there's a time you need to be strong, because it is the easiest thing in the world to be joyful when our bank is up, uh, up, and, up and going. Eh? It's easy to be joyful when the water's running down through the other neighbor's garden and your garden's fine. <laughs> Looking at two people in particular. It's easy to be joyful when your family are all united and things are all good. It's easy to be joyful when you're able to be pregnant and everything's going for you. It's even easy to be, uh, to be to joyful when you have a flourishing company and the business is all good. It's easy to be joyful when life is just good. Sure, there's no baller there. When you're ducks in a row, it is the easiest thing to be joyful. Right? Because the definition of the word joy, I'll read it again from the English dictionary. The emotion evoked by well-being, success, or good fortune, or by the prospect of possessing what one desires. When you have everything that you desire in life and all your ducks in a row, joy is no bother to you. But how many of us know this? That life is not always that simple. We don't always have our ducks in a row. Your ducks may not be in a row right now. There is a height of depression and anxiety in our world right now. It is everywhere. And it's robbing people of their joy. 
Every time I go there in my head, I remind myself, guess what I remind myself? That my joy ain't going to go. Every time there's a challenge comes my way right now, this verse is in my head. I believe God put this message in my heart for this church, for you, if you're listening to this message. This is for you. This is a word from God. Regardless in what scenario you're going through in life and what circumstance you're in right now, the very fact that you're even in this room this morning, can I suggest that God sees you? Go back to one of our messages. I, I, I could say to you this morning that, 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 that God cannot be taken away from you, that he is with you. That, that salvation is uh, in your life, that, that, that there is hope for you in the joy of the Lord, that there is peace that passes understanding when you know God. Knowing God is an incredible, incredible thing because in every season, He is still God and I will worship Him. God is good this morning. And if you are here this morning, and I'm not entirely sure your story, but let's just say the ducks aren't all in a row. There are so many scenarios to look at in life. Yes? There are so many things out there that can steal our joy. Is that correct? A little bit of engagement. Is it correct? And, and as you think right now, take a moment to think. What types of things rob your joy? What, rob, what is robbing your joy right now? What is it? Because there's probably something. And if there's not something right now, let me tell you, there's probably something going to come its way. But would you remind yourself when that thing comes your way to knock on your door, to go, hey, I'm going to try and steal your joy. When the enemy throws a curveball at you and there's something comes and things just didn't work out the way you thought it was going to work out and the ducks weren't all in a row and blah, blah, blah. But I thought everything was good and da, 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 da. Go back to this verse. Get your Bible out. Get that word out and read this verse to yourself. Read Nehemiah 8, chapter 10. And the last word says this, do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. So and even when the flood's coming down our garden, even when the kids aren't doing what they should be doing, even when the job ain't there, even when the back is sore, even when the things go on in your life, when you've faced a, lost a loved one, when you've, when you've challenged, when family dysfunction is there, uh, whenever there's a job opportunity that hasn't opened up, whenever there's something, you can be joyful. And let me say this, whole church, I'm doing 18 minutes, this thing's going to land before 20. Are we all good with that? Get out the light again, it'll be all blind for a few seconds. It is our testimony. The joy of the Lord is you and I's testimony. Whether you're in here this morning and you've been up at 4 a.m. milking cows or you've just got to your bed about 15 minutes ago because you've got no kids and you're, you're in that season right now, the joy of the Lord is your testimony. And what did I tell you this much right now, Ban, do you want to join me because I'm going to close? I want to encourage you this week when you go to your workplace or when you go to your world because God has you placed in a specific... Would you believe this? That where you are right now in your life is exactly where God wants you to be. Exactly where God wants you to be. But some of us don't really want to admit that. Really? God? Are you kidding me? Why am I here? Not the first time I've said that. Because the joy of the Lord is my strength. But there is people that don't know God yet. There is people that are far from God. And there's people walking with God. And they need you and I in every season to have the joy of the Lord. Because it is God speaking through us that His joy is our strength. 
And if you go about your challenge this, this week or month or year, go back to this word, get that Bible out and go back to Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10 when something knocks on your door and remind yourself that I will not sorrow because the joy of the Lord is my strength. And even though I'm walking through a valley right now that looks a little bit dark, you will not leave me, Lord, because you are for me. You are my strength, and you bring me joy. And listen to I tell you something now, Hills Church. I have seen some people in this church reignite a little bit of joy. And a friend of mine got a wee spark recently. Something happened in his life. He got a bit of a breakthrough, and it was really encouraging. I was talking to him the other day, and he said, You know what, Andy? It was just a couple of weeks ago where I had to sit down, and I had to say, God, I've been a little bit, I've, I have not been playing ball with you. I've been a little bit grumpy and have a little bit of an attitude. And guess what? I got the joy of the Lord back, and all of a sudden, I got my breakthrough. I, can I suggest this morning, and I'm not saying this is from the Bible, or, but, but can I suggest this this morning, that perhaps your greatest breakthrough lies in the new stepping over the line of right now the situation has all the reasons to bring the opposite of joy. But you're choosing to say, I'm going to be joyful anyway. And I believe if you step into his joy and his presence and declare all the good things of God over your life, I believe that is a key to your breakthrough. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Stand with me this morning and we pray. God, we thank you this morning that you are our strength. We read this verse over again. God, Nehemiah 8, chapter 10, the latter part. We will not sorrow, God, because the joy of the Lord is our strength. So God, we thank you that you are our source this morning. We thank you that everything we have comes from you. And we thank you, God, regardless of season, that we can have joy. I pray for any person this morning, this weekend, whenever time they're listening to this message, that feels robbed from joy, that you would re- connect it, you would stir it in our lives and you would get them back on track with you on fire on a God-filled life, walking in the joy of the Lord. In Jesus' name, and we all said, Amen. Hey, hey, thanks again for checking out the Hills Church podcast. Hey, if this message has inspired or encouraged you in any way, why don't you share it with a friend? Hey, as well as that, we meet every Sunday at 11am at the Waterside Theatre and we'd love to see you at one of our services. But hey, thanks again for checking out the podcast. Why don't you subscribe to our channel?